Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again, and live your life to the fullest. Today's topic is the dental diet. I'm so very excited about this week's show because my special guest is Dr. Stephen Lynn. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Dr. Stephen Lynn is a board-registered dentist, writer, and speaker. He is a passionate whole health advocate focusing on the link between nutrition and dental health. His mission is to prevent dental diseases instead of treating them. His new book is The Dental Diet is a journey of ancestral medicine, the human microbiome, and epigenetics. It explains the foods for healthy teeth based on the Weston A. Price diet, which is the inspiration for Dr. Lynn's work. Dr. Lynn, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Thanks so much for having me, Carrie. I love your work. I'm such an honor to be here. Oh, thank you so much. So, um, I guess a good place to start, Dr. Lynn, is just kind of talking about why does it seem like every child these days needs braces and why do so many people now have crooked teeth more so than, let's say, 20 or 30 years ago? Yeah, Carrie, it's such a great question um, because it, it, it kind of takes me back to a time uh, in my dental practice where I was seeing lots of kids you know, with, with jaws that didn't fit their teeth. And, you know, they, they just seemed sicker. They didn't seem like their bodies were working as well as they should. And it troubled me because I didn't have the answers from my conventional uh, dental training. Uh, I'm trained in biomedical science and, uh, and in dentistry. I was practicing dentistry in Sydney, Australia. And it, uh, I was looking at these kids and, you know, I just didn't have the answers from textbooks. And I, I was thinking, you know, like, you know, we just... You know, I was telling parents, you know, that these problems are genetic, but nearly every kid now grows up with a malocclusion, which is what we call crooked teeth. And it's basically where the jaws don't fit the teeth and they don't fit together properly. And so that's how dentists approach crooked teeth. We classify them as a type of uh, malocclusion, type 1, type 2, or type 3. Uh, we, we treatment plan them and we straighten the teeth out. But it started to trouble me why we don't think about why crooked teeth occur in the first place. And so it actually really be- began to bother me, and I, I, I really started to question my dental practice for a long time. I, I went searching for answers. I took time off, actually, and I actually discovered a book in a traveler's hostel in Istanbul while backpacking through Europe called Nutrition and Physical De- Degeneration, completely by accident. It was a, written by a dentist was in the 30s. Was it by accident, Dr. Lynn? I don't know, but, you know, I, I, I'm questioning that now because, like, your fate, right? 
<laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> you, know, those, you know, now we're after the the journey that it's taken after picking that book up off that shelf. I'm really questioning that because I felt like it was meant to be. I felt like it was someone pushing me or speaking to me, you know, from beyond. Because I picked up that book and I didn't understand it. You know, it said DDS on the title. Um, it talked about teeth. It showed all these photographs of traditional societies all around the world. What Price did was he showed a snapshot of you know how the traditional diet intercepts the modern diet and the dental health before that, including ancestral health. He looked at uh, the archaeological records of each place, and he showed that crooked teeth, even wisdom teeth impactions. Now this is a big one: is that the wisdom teeth impactions is the same thing as crooked teeth in kids. It's the same problem in that jaws aren't growing, and so Price was showing that this all didn't occur before we began to eat the modern diet. And so that sparked me off on the journey. I didn't understand it. I actually discounted it to start. I thought this guy's got to be off his rocks or something like that. But what I found that was that I didn't understand what Price was talking about. And so I went on a long journey between them to kind of plug in the science and what we now know to, to clarify Price's observations. And we now have the understanding to show that uh, dental development is uh, interceptable. We can intercept in kids Develop. We can grow the jaw uh, if we get there early enough, if we correct breathing, if we get them eating the right thing. And we know that crooked teeth haven't occurred anthropologically uh, you know, for the vast majority of, of our time as a human species, for any species on the planet. And so this is a huge wake-up call. And this is what led me to um, write The Dental Diet and to, to show that we could, via food, we can grow straight arches and we can and correct all the problems that we've caused by this, this terrible diet we've been eating. So, Dr. Lin, can you recall some of the specific things that you read in that book that, uh, that really kind of shocked you um, about what he, what he talks about nutrition from long ago and the shape of our you know, facial structure, the, the shape of the jaw, the teeth versus now? Like, what are some of the things that you can share with our audience about the things that you learned that really shocked you and surprised you? Yeah, the thing that shocked me straight away is, that, and this is something that I don't see in the dental practice at all, is that he, the photos he took of those people, that are the, every single society on 12 different, um, 12 different countries around the world, uh, the, these people had wide, beautiful faces. They had wisdom teeth sitting high in their mouth. They didn't have barely any decay. They had no dental disease whatsoever. And so I, I was looking at these people, and I was that doesn't exist. Now, people like this don't exist anymore. And I realized we're in an orthodontia epidemic, and that was shocking. You know, we have destroyed our facial structure via our food, and we've forgotten about it. So we're a species basically with amnesia. I was looking at this thing not remembering what it's like to, to be able to grow a human set of teeth, and I'm a dentist. It's crazy. But so it really kind of it sprung that... Um, you know, that mode of action into, uh, into my mind and I, I began really thinking about this stuff and what's the consequences of um, not growing a jaw. And, you know, funnily enough, jaws hold airways. So we're in an epidemic of sleep problems now. And so in the dental practice, we treat sleep problems and we see people choking to, uh, to death literally in their sleep through sleep apnea and kids are even having this too and there's all a problem with jaw growth. So this began me on a road to seeing how we have a much more holistic uh, application for craniofacial growth. But the real big thing was that he spoke about these fat-soluble vitamins and he had 
in these diets. He said that they're crucial. If when the people, every single society eat these three vitamins and then their face grows magnificently. And so he named two of them. He took the, all the nutritional samples and he named the vitamin A and vitamin D. But there was one he wrote about and he didn't know what it was himself. He called it Activator X because what he showed was is that, well, when this one is present, it, the other two work. So he's basically like, well, Activator X is basically the, the, you know, the, the magic, um, ingredient to, to get vitamin A and vitamin D to work. But then Price died in 1948 and his work was published in 1938 and Activator X remained a mystery because his work was largely lost um, for, for nearly 70 years. And so that mystery I had to kind of play out because I wasn't actually aware of Chris Masterjohn's work and it took until 2007 uh, for Chris Masterjohn to identify that Activator X was vitamin K2. And the, the fat-soluble vitamin, vitamin K2, is actually separate to K1. And then there's all this research about K2 and what it does with A and D. And then all of a sudden, it opened my mind up to how we need to be eating this and how vitamin D levels and the fat-soluble vitamins are crucial. And we have the evidence now. We know what vitamin D does in the body right through down to our genes. But they also control the immune system inside our teeth. So when you have sufficient levels of vitamin A, D, and K2, your teeth have... The, the cells in the osteoimmune cells called odontoblasts are uh, in, in their dental pulp and they're working away and, and you cannot get dental decay when, when your immune system is turned on. And this is why any biological system in the, on the planet, you know, animals don't get tooth decay because they, they eat the right things and they have the immune system. Um, but, the, but the other side of it... Can, can I pause you right now? Sure. Uh, you said osteoimmune cells. Yeah. So are you saying that we have immune cells within our teeth? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the, the osteoimmunes, yeah, exactly. So the, these are the cells that come from, um, uh, from our bone marrow, and they differentiate in different ways. They either make um, bone cells or they make immune cells, and they also make our teeth. Um, but So these cells are called odontoblasts, and they sit down the dental, right at the, the junction of the dental pulp and the dental dentin. So the, the, the inner layer of where your teeth has, um, has uh, feelings, so your enamel doesn't have feelings, doesn't have cells, it's just a, a, a bony uh, mineral matrix. Uh, but the dentin has, um, has uh, neural sense. And this is because these cells are monitoring what's happening. And what they're doing is they're releasing, um, they're releasing immune factors and they're managing. And they're like, if, if a problem does occur, they'll actually repair the dentin. So we know that. So I learned that in dental school is that reparative dentin forms to protect the pulp. So that we have this immune system in place. But we've, we've just not learned how to utilize it. And Price was talking about this exactly. Vitamin A, D, and K2 are the keys to get your odontoblast, your inner immu- tooth immunity, active. Uh, and that, to me, was just absolutely mind-blowing that you know the, I hadn't been absolutely focusing on this my entire career. And it's crazy to me that, that we haven't um, before that either. But the other thing is, is that when you go further into the physiology of vitamin A, D, and K2, you find that jaw growth exactly... Um, you know, is dictated by having enough of these vitamins in your in your body. You know, the vitamin D uh, absorbs and directs calcium. Then we have K2 activating the proteins. So the osteocalcin and MGP protein, um, matrix GLA protein, without vitamin K2, they're not activated. And so you can't carry calcium into your bones and teeth and you can't activate the immune cells inside your teeth but, but it also directs hormones and sex hormones that direct jaw growth as well. 
So that's why kids today, they grow slowly because they don't get enough of this stuff. And it, it became such an obvious problem and such a simple fix, uh, you know, via our diet, you know, to get enough of these fat-soluble vitamins. Dr. Lynn, this is really fascinating. So... Um, as you know, I have two medical degrees. I'm a chiropractor and I'm a naturopathic doctor. But within all of my studies, we don't really talk about uh, oral health all that much, like specifically for, for specifically the health of the teeth and the jaws and how they form and grow. I'm kind of familiar with uh, Weston Price. So for the listeners out there, I mean, you can go to the Price Foundation, the Weston Price Foundation. You can... Uh, do an internet search, you can see some of these pictures. Mm. Dr. Lynn has spoken about that. Dr. Price um, did his research on back in the 30s of these people that have beautiful teeth compared to now where basically everybody has crooked teeth and we just think that it's normal. Everybody should just expect to have all their wisdom teeth pulled, you know. And um, I can see, Dr. Lynn, how this would be kind of shocking to you because I – I would assume you don't get a whole lot about nutrition in uh, in dental school, you know, apart from, you know, avoiding sugar or whatnot. But, yeah, I, I never knew about the that the teeth have immune cells within them. I know the importance of A and D and K2, but I've, I've never known that. Wow. It's... It's, it's, it's yeah. you know, you know, you know what, we're actually taught that in dental school, but we, we don't learn the application, we don't learn how they operate. You know, we know they're, we know they're activated by vitamin D, it's, it's, and we know the osteocalcin is released uh, by them, and, 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 you know, but the K2 thing was missed. But you're right, you know, we, we didn't get taught nutrition. And, you know, I have a background in sports um, nutrition and physiology and biomedical science, so I was very kind of, whole, um, you know, in holistic health oriented before I went into dental and I found that it took me away from that. But the interesting thing is that, you know, dentists have been telling us not to eat sugar for decades now um, and that is probably, you know, the central part of nutrition that we, we get in, in dental school. But, you know, we now know what sugar does throughout the body but we've known the causative connection between sugar and tooth decay and the bacterial connection of that even before... Uh, you know, we we knew that there were, were bacteria in the gut in the 80s when we discovered H. pylori. Um, you know, that dentists were talking about sugar and bacteria in the mouth. So the connection has been there. It's just been so poorly, you know, kind of followed through the body. But now we have the entire, uh, you know, the, the entire story in front of us. And it all began in the 30s by this guy named Weston A. Price. And, you know, my book really is kind of a plugging in in my own journey, but also how Price fits you know, his story and how the, the kind of lead on, because we kind of had a folly of errors. You know, he was kind of battling, you know, the antibiotic area where, where doctors and medicine were having this kind of silver bullet approach to everything where you could knock an infection out with a, an antibiotic. Um, but he was talking about, no, you need to eat these traditional whole foods and bone broth to grow jaws and teeth like these traditional people. And you can see why it got lost. And he was ahead of his time, unfortunately. But now we have everything in place and we have, we have the epidemic to show that what, when we don't eat what he shows us and, you know, the low-fat um, diet uh, recommendations were the exact opposite of what he said to eat, basically. Um, we've put ourselves into an orthodontia epidemic and we're, we are suffering the consequences as a result. So as you're speaking, okay, so I've got a lot of questions for you. So one, my first question is, 
are we talking only about children at this point? Can adults get the benefits that you're talking about, or is it too late? No, everyone can get the benefits. Now, the first thing is, is the amazing thing about eating. When we, when we look at the, the mouth and we go, right, how do we eat for healthy teeth and gums? You know, that's exactly what your body needs. It's the easiest way to model how you eat for the rest of the body. And so the, every other chronic disease that people suffer, there is, a, I can guarantee I can trace it back to their mouth in some way or form. Um, whether, you know, we now know the oral microbiome, um, for instance, you know, we're, we're swallowing thousands of bacteria into our gut microbiome every single second. That's right. And, and every imbalance, we have protective bacteria in the mouth that protects against tooth decay and gum disease. And so when that's imbalanced, uh, we are, we, you know, when we see those, those disease signs, when we see, you know, whether it's oral thrush or any kind of um, imbalance in the oral microbiome, bad breath, uh, you know, it is a, a downstream sign to the gut which is going to turn into a problem with autoimmunity or uh, uh, you know, something like a meta metabolic thing. So it all begins in the mouth. You are correct about that. Exactly. It goes right through the brain. And, you know, this is, we can see profound healing uh, example when we just model what we see in the mouth and just not leave it out. You know, it's kind of, it's a little bit crazy. You know, chiropractors and dentists are a bit the same. We've been kind of left out of this whole healthcare model. But, you know, the spines and the teeth... Uh, are, are two of the most important things, right? How have we thought that our our, our mouth and our uh, oral health is so separated to the rest of the body? I think the studies, there's something like 125 medical specialities in America and you know, none of them deal with the mouth and n nearly none do deal with nutrition and that to me is just insane. We've just got this whole system wrong. I think you're right about that and it's starting to change. It is. It is starting to change, like at the Cleveland Clinic, which is, um, yeah, which is one of the in the U.S. one of the leading hospitals in cardiology. I think it's considered one of the best. They actually have a whole wing now that they've opened within the last year or two, just devoted to integrative medicine and functional medicine, and they've had to expand yeah. it and expand it and expand it because that's what people are asking for. So that's like one of the first hospitals to make that change to say, oh, we see the importance of functional medicine, integrative medicine, let's add the whole, a whole wing to our hospital. So it's starting to change. But yeah, you're right, Dr. Lynn, like these basic, these basic underlying principles, spinal health, uh, mouth health, gut health are, you know, why were they ignored for so long? So Okay. The amazing thing, um, oh, sorry, I was just gonna, you, Go you just reminded me of a point, um, that, so when you correct, uh, a connection between the chiropractic and the spine and the mouth is that w w when you correct a, uh, the jaw and the bite, so the jaw and the bite is just a symptom of the, how the jaws come together, but so the whole craniofacial and then the, the, the spine will adjust accordingly. So you, we can actually correct scoliosis by growing the dental, dental jaw and setting the craniofacial system properly. And, and this is just a very new area that I've, I've begun to talk to chiropractic doctors like yourself and understanding that this is actually completely connected through our entire spine. It's, in, it's really crazy we've not made this connection before. Mm -hmm. Okay, so going back to a couple of things that you said, uh, you mentioned about the importance of um, having this kind of healthy diet that Weston Price talked about, these fat-soluble vitamins, and how the shape and structure and the growth of the teeth and the jaw impact many basic things, in including breathing. So you had mentioned like sleep apnea. 
I know I've done a I've done an interview with Dr. Mark Berhenna, a dentist here in North America, and and we we spoke extensively about sleep apnea even in children. So this is like yep. taking that interview even a step uh, a step backwards, should I say? Because like we're really trying to get to the root, right? Functional medicine, integrative medicine. I was always trying to get to well, what is really the root cause of this. So. Dr. Lynn, can you kind of explain that? Um, it's not, then it's not just going to be about taking these three vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K2, that is more beyond that. Can you talk more about what the dental diet actually is? Yes, yeah, so the, what, what, we, what we really begin to understand here is that uh, we need to understand what the body needs the most. And, and dental nutrition really teaches us that. And that we, so we look at the cranial face structure and we, t- you know, what, it tells us what we need crucially and, and what's the number one nutrient that we need over anything else. Like what, it, it is absolutely without any doubt it is oxygen. You know, without, you know, you cannot, you, you're going to go minutes without oxygen, then you're done. Um, and so oxygen is the number one nutrient. We, we have a, an inbuilt system into our nose. Um, and, and our airways to deliver oxygen to our lungs and to, to our brains. And so when we don't breathe through our nose, which most, ki- most kids have an open mouth posture, um, and what that does is it actually um, uh, starves them of a nutrient called nitric oxide. Mark Behenna probably talked about this. Um, but when you breathe through your nose, you actually mix the air with nitric oxide. And so when you breathe slowly into your diaphragm, that will actually deliver much more oxygen than the rest of the. Um, oh, I no, I didn't know that. Yeah, nitric oxide is a. It, it's a, vasod, a very, very strong vasodilator, and it works throughout. It's a very. We. It, it has very um, big implications in the autonomic nervous system as well. But so, what happens if, when people are mouth breathing all night? And most kids are now. Most people are snoring, for instance. It's a problem with the the jaw structures not supporting our airways to breathe through the nose. And we've actually postured ourselves. So we posture ourselves to survive. And so, um, you know, when we kind of, uh, when we have a jaw structure, if anyone, if you don't have 32 teeth with space behind your wisdom teeth, which no one does anymore, you have a compromised airway. And so this is what the whole area of sleep dentistry and what Mark Berhenner is such a great expert in. His book is a great uh, resource for that. Um, but so in the dental diet, we talk about, you know, how oxygen is that number and we learn to breathe before we eat. Um, and so reprogramming our breathing habits. And so the issue here is that when we're going to sleep, um, the one thing that your brain needs when you sleep is oxygen. And so if we're not breathing right, we're starving ourselves of oxygen. And that's basically what sleep apnea is. You are choking yourself in your, your sleep. And so what happens is when we have the jaw structure, the, um, the, the jaw structures that are smaller for the airways, it increases the pressure. And so what happens is that there are sensors in the, in your, uh, the back of your throat that, in, that sense for pressure, and that's telling you whether you're choking or not. And so we have malformed jaws, we go to sleep, and we're being told that we're choking. And if we don't have sleep apnea, which, um, you know, is, which is your classic overweight um, kind of uh, middle-aged to elderly male snoring, um, there's a whole classification of people with upper airway resistance syndrome. And this is usually kind of slender women um, with had had orthodontic braces, probably extractions some, in some cases. Uh, they have digestive problems. They have cold hands and feet. They're they're anxious and they have depression a lot of the time. They don't sleep well. 
And it's because they're not breathing right. And it's an imbalance in nitric oxide. It's an imbalance in their sleep posture. And it all begins in the mouth and the jaw not growing properly and not getting enough oxygen. And so kids have the same thing. You know, kids are going through crucial developmental periods, you know, through um, their formative years. And if they're not sleeping right, we're connecting now in the literature that this is connecting to ADHD. So kids are kind of get, 10% of kids are now on medication for ADHD, which is just absolutely insane. And yet what's happening is they're going to sleep and they're not breathing right and their brain is suffering the whole night because it's starving of oxygen. And so reprogram this idea to, uh, to show that the mouth is our tool or the, the craniofacial structure is and nose is our tool for breathing is so crucial and, and understanding that the upper teeth, if your upper teeth are sitting in the upper jaw, which is your nasal sinuses, so your nasal airway and upper teeth are directly correlated. And so when you look at the palate, so when you see the, um, your, when you, if you touch your thumb now with, with your um, up to your palate, and if, if it goes up a long way, that means you've got a high palate, and that's going into where your nasal sinuses should be. And so if you have crooked upper teeth, it's by definition you have small nasal sinuses. And so these really, really simple um, connections have been missed because we've lost this whole body approach. And so the dental diet, we learn to understand that, and we learn to eat the right foods that, that grow and reprogram this, and the other thing is, is that function. So, so kids, for instance, we have a preventative orthodontic uh, model now where if we get kids breathing through the nose with a tongue posture to the roof of their mouth with closed lips, their teeth and jaws will grow naturally without doing anything. If they do that right, we, we will see jaws grow and correct themselves just through function. Um, but then, so what we need to do then is to get the, the food principles in so that what their bones are, and those cogs and wheels that are growing the bones are, are, are helping them to and getting the hormonal and, and growth signals to them. And then you get in these beautiful wide faces. That's how we grow a, a, a normal human face, Carrie. And so then the, the actual diet part of the dental diet, can you give us some information and insight about that? And yeah, sure. So from like our modern diet. Exactly. So there's four principles I use to uh, to outline, and so I have a, a food pyramid in in the book that outlines the um, the foods that we should we should be picking, and it's very very different to what the the food pyramid we, we may be used used to. Um, but so the the uh, the principles are is that number one we need to chew, and so we need to bring back the the factors and the the breathing factors and the physical factors of jaw. So we need to chew um, fibrous and gelatinous and joint like um, things that make our uh, musculoskeletal joint in our face, the, the temporomandibular joint, actually work. You know, that, that we've lost that, we've refined, we're reducing things. We're, um, we need to get back to chewing food. That's number one. Number two is to eat foods rich in the fat-soluble vitamins, and these aren't easy foods to get. They're very difficult to get, um, so you need to think about it, and every meal should have a source of fat soluble vitamins with natural fats. And that's something that we learn in the dental is to get our uh, relationship back to fat so that, so that our um, digestive system, our blood cholesterol system is delivering these fat soluble nutrients to our tooth immune system and to our jaws and to our brains. Uh, because if we're not eating, eating the right fats, then you know, we're, we're simply not delivering these things by definition. So eating those nutrient-rich foods, like having some organ meat, um, you know, eggs from pasture-raised chickens, uh, dark chicken meat, 
um, we have you know, cheese and 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 uh, and butters, and so and the and the traditional fatty foods and whole um, whole animal foods uh, that these fat soluble vitamins come from, because the fat soluble vitamins come from uh, we can't unfortunately get the the food sources from uh, plants; they have to come from animals. And so, understanding that, for instance, uh, vitamin K one you get from green leafy vegetables like spinach and other vegetables, um, but it has to be converted to vitamin K2 in the body. And we only convert a very small amount. We don't know exactly how much. Um, but so the vitamin K2 comes from animal sources. Only those very things like goose liver and um, other sources like um, yeah, organ meats or eggs or uh, or butter. And that's the MK4, the menaquinone 4 type of uh, vitamin K2. Uh, and then there's a bacterial form of vitamin K2 which is the MK7 form, which we get from our ferments like our sauerkrauts, and that's the natto form. So understanding these fat-soluble vitamins is crucial. There's a whole system here that we've just misunderstood. The third is balancing the microbiome, so replenishing with prebiotic uh, fibers, lots and lots of fiber. We know that ancestral cultures ate lots more fiber than we did. That's what gets our oral and gut microbiomes diverse and probiotic foods to replenish the probiotic bacteria. And so this is what replenishes our microbiome. And the fourth is sending the right epigenetic messages. And so one big thing I try to teach us is that crooked teeth is an epigenetic adaption of, of the jaw to grow to its environment. So if we're sending the right environments, by every bite you eat, every, you know, the sourcing of your food is important because the, the genetic, uh, the epigenetic messages that your food uh, received throughout its life is being sent to your own genes. So we need to understand this and that it's all in, uh, it's all impacted our own development and speaking to our genes every single uh, second of the day. And so that really is the four principles that I try to teach people. And it's very different to what how we've learned to, um, to eat before, but it, it, it just simplifies things in such an easy way that we can reprogram our mouth and teeth and dental health and then the whole body just falls in, uh, into place, I find. So you're right, these principles do seem kind of simple, um, but so important. Like it, like it really is the basis, the foundation of good health. It, it starts there. Absolutely. It's, you know, the one thing I've really enjoyed about, you know, because when you look at nutrition, it's so complicated. You know, you know, everyone who's been sick has been on probably, you know, 10, you know, 5, 10 diets in their life, and they're just so frustrated with, you know, uh, not having answers for why they're not losing weight or they're still sick or their condition won't go away. And, you know, this is the beauty of, you know, functional medicine is that we can, and and part of my journey was discovering the functional medicine uh, movement and, and plugging this in and finding that we actually have a functional dental movement as well. And and we need to plug this all in together. You know, we're, we've kind of come a long way. You know, you mentioned um, the, the Cleaver Clinic and the functional medicine. Mark Hyman was a big... Uh, uh, you know, a really uh, a big innovator there. And he actually wrote the forward for my book, which I was really honored for. Um, but the functional medicine and functional dental and this whole uh, conversation of, of understanding the entire body is just about to explode, I feel. And so I'm really... It's so exciting, isn't it? It really is, you know, because obviously, Carrie, you know, you've seen a lot of this come... It, the last 10 years has just been fantastic. You know, what we've learned about the body, we've kind of... It feels like we're in the... Um, you know, kind of the renaissance of, of our scientific period. We're coming out of the dark ages or something in, of an analogy like that, but it's really exciting. 
So, Dr. Lin, you mentioned that there's a movement for functional dentistry for our listeners out there. How can they find a dentist that does functional dentistry? Sure. Uh, so on my website, actually, I'm going to be helping people uh, find functional dentists so they can um, find on um, www.drstephenlin.com. Um, but so basically what functional dentistry is, um, is that we're getting much earlier to the, to the developmental process. And so um, one big thing with functional dentists uh, is that we should not be waiting for kids to develop adult teeth before putting braces on. That's just, uh, you know, putting a veneer on a um, on, on a on a problem that uh, that is actually craniofacial growth. Um, so we should be getting much earlier. And so treating th- things right back to, for instance, breastfeeding lactation consultants should be working with a tongue tie specialist and releasing tongue ties to get the kids swallowing properly, getting kids breathing properly through myofunctional orthodontics um, through their formative years will mean that their jaw will develop naturally as their teeth develop and then they'll, their jaws will grow. So if you look at for, for dentists that are versed in sleep dentistry, airway dentistry, tongue ties, um, things like they, they, need, they should work with ENTs, uh, they should work with myofunctional therapists and myofacial therapists, so they reprogram the mouth. And, so, and, um, and you know, also osteopaths and chiropractors you know, for um, uh, craniosacral release. This is all you know, um, you know, functional medicine that is just so simple in the mouth, but it fixes huge things throughout the body. Um, sleep physicians, uh, you know, this is the this is the group of physicians now, and it is quite separated, but it's coalescing together. I'm hoping that food is kind of the way it does, kind of come under one umbrella. Finally, we understand that we do we're all doing the same thing. So these kind of topics are, are ways to kind of find if your practitioner is doing these things, then they're they're versed in this functional model of of the body and the airway and and how dental health connects to all of these systems. Thank you so much for those tips. That is super, super helpful. Dr. Lynn, this has been such an amazing conversation. So how can our listeners get a copy of your book, The Dental Diet? And if they want to learn more about you, like, uh, can you mention your website again? And if you are on social media, like, give us all of those details. Sure. So The Dental Diet uh, will is available for pre-sale now, so they can find it on Amazon or, um, uh, or across all book retailers actually in the UK, uh, Australia, US, Canada, South Africa. Um, so if you just, you can go to my website and if you type the, the dental diet. So my website is Dr. Stephen Lynn, uh, D-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-L-I-N.com. Uh, and, and my social media is at Dr. Stephen Lynn, no space. So on Instagram, Facebook. And I, so I like to share lots of research and we explore the, um, the functional dental space on my website. Actually, if you have questions on oral, oral probiotics, uh, sleep medicine, snoring, dental nutrition, uh, natural dental remedies, uh, some recipes, and kids' health and development, uh, dental development, then uh, there's there's a ton of articles up there that you can go and check out. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to share with, with everyone. It's It's been such a, a great journey talking to people like yourself doing such great work in this area, Carrie. It's been, I've, I'm so happy to have gone on this uh, journey. And, and like you said, all it started was with a simple book that you picked up. Yeah, like you say, you know, it's funny you picked that up. I, I, I really feel that something was tugging at me to pick it up off, the, off that, that Travelers Hostel in Istanbul. <laughs> Dr. Lynn, thank you again for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. Thanks so much, Kate. It was such a pleasure. 
All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Stephen Lynn. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next time for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.